I actually really, really like this gospel lesson. And it's not that I really want to pay attention to the whole story, because it's kind of a scary story. But just like last week, Pastor Jonna talked about uh, the desperate woman at Jesus' feet and her tenacity to take even the crumbs uh, from the table in order to receive what she needed. This father is desperate. He's really desperate. In fact, when he answers the question that Jesus asked, how long has he been like this? It's like, man, this has been going on a long time. And you can imagine if you had a child in this situation, you'd be doing everything you could to find an answer. And you know what this father has discovered as he's looked for answers for his son? Failure. The people that he believed or hoped could help haven't. And so in desperation, he comes to Jesus to get his son healed. And you know what happens when he gets there? Jesus isn't there. And the truth of the matter is Jesus is up on the mountain. This is just when the, the, uh, the transfiguration is happening. And Jesus is up there with, with Peter and James, I believe it is. And so he comes back down and then this story unfolds. And all we really learn is that there's an argument going on. We don't know what the argument is. We, we know that some of the re Jewish religious leaders are involved in the argument, but we really don't know what they're arguing about. And I'll tell you, and this may not be based in anything besides my imagination. Let me just kind of grant that to you biblical scholars out there. But I wonder if what they're arguing about is, I wonder if the disciples are giving up. I wonder if the disciples have tried. They've, they've prayed and nothing's happened. They've tried to, to heal this kid and they say, so, I wonder if they're saying, look, we, we're sorry that we've done everything we can, you, you know, go back home. Because I can't really figure out why Jesus would be so upset when he gets down there. Maybe he's upset because he loves this kid and he can't believe how long this has been going on, but he comes down hard on his disciples. How long am I going to put up with you? And the only, the only little suggestion that we have there is, is after this incident, when Jesus heals the child, and he goes back into the house with his disciples, and they ask him, you know, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus says this, some only come out by prayer. And everyone in here is going, and what does that mean? But let me suggest that what it means is, is that when we serve God, we don't do it by our strength. When you use your gifts to teach the little ones, don't do it by your strength. Oh, you can. I mean, you have experience. You have abilities. When you're, when you're leading your grow groups, you could use your own experience and intellect to lead that group if you want. But please don't. Instead, Ask God to work through you. Rely on his strength and his wisdom to serve. Continue to find the reinforcement that it means that, that, that when you heal as a disciple of Jesus, you don't heal by your strength, but you heal in the name and by the authority and in the power of Jesus. And that's the calling on these disciples. Now, I don't know whether or not that was the problem. 
Maybe this is just another way to demonstrate that some, some situations are tougher than others, and I don't really know why we need that example because I think we've all figured that out. Haven't we? As a matter of fact, I love this, uh, te- this uh, lesson from Isaiah read today. It's really beautiful. Listen again to the words. The, the Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are instructed to know how to sustain the weary with a word. He awakens me each morning. He awakens my ear to listen like those being instructed. Is that good news? God has shown up. He's brought wisdom and insight. He's giving me a word to say, to encourage. But in this text, there's a little bit of context. The context is that somebody's weary. The context is that there's a struggle going on. And I'm in desperate need of that word of the Lord. The the text says, Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? In the ancient writings of the church, we have a, a group of writings called the Desert Fathers. And all these incredible saints of God from of old, almost all of them share about a time when they've gone through what they've called the dark night of the soul. Those of you who have been followers of Jesus for a long time, have you ever been through a dark night of the soul? I mean, this is, this is in fact a, a common reality in and among God's people. While, while we have this promise of the presence of God, of the word of God to show up, of God being light, we, we have the promise because we have the need. And so it's critical that we not say, I do it myself. It's critical that we not simply rely on our experience and our wisdom and our strength, but rather ask God to lead and guide us even through others that we might have the word we need. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. If I were God, and I know you're all grateful that I'm not, <laughs> and I'm actually pretty grateful that I'm not too, um, I would, I would do one thing very differently. I would, I would ask God to sync his blessing with my calendar. You know, to, to uh, you know, let's, let's uh, synchronize our watches. Because what I find in my life is often God is instead asking me to wait. And Jerry, I'm not very good at waiting. I will tell you something else, though. Very often as I look back and I remember situations I was in and and prayers that I prayed and things that I asked other people to pray for, I see that God has, in fact, shown up. That God has, in fact, done what is needed in my life, but he's done it in his timing. 
and not mine. And actually, as hard as it is for us to hear this, his timing is better than our timing. But there are times that means that we struggle in the darkness. There are times that it means that we, like this father, need to pray, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, because right now it's really hard. Right now these circumstances are causing me to doubt. Right now I'm wondering why you're not showing up. Right now I'm hurting for my friend and I'm wondering why you're not hearing my prayer for them. Please, God, don't wait any longer. And then there's this word also in Isaiah from chapter 43. This is what the Lord says, Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, sometimes the things that are new coming in our life aren't answered by the old way of doing things. Sometimes we need to recognize, as this word says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. God is doing a new thing. Now God is unchanging. The character of God is not different, but God is doing a new thing because God perceives things we don't. This last year and a half has often been referred to as unprecedented. I think that's a way of saying we've never seen it before. We don't know what's going on, and clearly we don't know what's coming, and that's terrifying, and it feels like darkness, but we have a God who says, I'm doing a new thing. Thing. We have a God that can be trusted. And so in our own struggle, in our own doubt, we pray with the father of our New Testament lesson this morning. We pray, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Give me the strength to believe in who you are and what you do and what you've always done and what you promise to do in the future. Help me believe that you are a way maker. That's a, a, a song that we've sung uh, recently here. It's a, it's a new contemporary song in the, in the genre of our, of our Christian lives, and it, and it comes out of the fact that this is what God does. He makes a way where there is no way. But I know there's a flip side, and I know you recognize the flip side. The flip side is, is I need someone to make a way because I feel stopped. I feel stuck. And so I need to believe that my God is a way maker. I need to believe when it feels dark that God will be the light in the darkness. Right? Could, could somebody use some light? I mean, this, some of these things that our people are going through are are unbelievably difficult. Grief upon grief upon grief upon grief again. Some of you have friends that feel that kind of struggle and heartache right now, and it's so hard to believe that God is a light in the darkness. And so we pray, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And what we believe is, this is who God is for his people. 
that God has historically, through we see in the, in the story of Scripture, God has been a way maker for his people. He's, he's parted the sea. He's provided manna in the wilderness. He's provided water from rocks. He's provided bread to the 5,000 from just a little bit. Our God is a way maker. It's not just what he does. It's his character. It's who he is. And so when we say, Lord, help me believe, we're talking about believing not in that God will give me what I want, but that God will simply be who he is, a way maker. And it's hard because we can't see it. I'm so glad that the writer of this song acknowledged that. That even when I don't see it, you're working. That's a faith statement. That's a Lord, I believe, help my unbelief statement. Because a lot of times we don't see it. And a lot of times we say, I can't believe what I don't see. On top of that, and maybe more importantly these days, even when I don't feel it, you're working. There's a lot of people right now that feel disconnected. New pastor at the church. Maybe you haven't been here for a long time. A lot of the friends they used to see here aren't here. Even their normal friends they're not getting together with because of COVID, they're kind of being safe and, and distant. And so there's a, there's a feeling of loneliness. Emotions are low. Lord, help me to believe that even when I don't feel it, you're still working in my life, in our world, making connections between me and other people. And then the scripture promises us that our God never slumbers or sleeps. That he's never going to stop working. But there's another word here that you need to hear and hopefully believe. It's not just that God never stops working. It's also that he never stops working for you. Because you're his child. Because he loves you. Because he knows what your future holds. He'll, he never stops working for you. God is at work right now setting up your future and what he holds for you. He knows the service he's calling you to. And he's going to prepare you for that calling, even when you don't see it. Wayne Cordero, a pastor in Oregon and, and the Hawaiian Islands, a great, great pastor, uh, write, wrote a book called um, The Divine Mentor. And in that book, he talks about reading your Bible daily. And what he says is, is you don't know what the future holds, but God does. And so as you read your Bible every day, don't look for what you need answers to. Look for what God is saying to you because he knows what the future holds. He can prepare you and, in fact, is preparing you for what is to come that you don't know about yet. He never stops working for you. He's at work in your heart and in your life and in your relationships right this very minute. And maybe you don't see it and maybe you don't feel it, but he never stops working. That's who he is. There's another song 
a little older that's called Good Good Father. He's a good, good father. It's who he is. It's who he is. It's who he is. A little redundant. It's who he is. And then it says, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. And now we really need the redundance. Because we, we need to believe that this good, good father who loves us shapes our identity, has our future in store, blesses us and gives us gifts so that we can not only experience the goodness of God, but share the goodness of God. We are blessed to be a blessing. It's who God is. It's how he works. And he's doing this in your life right now, even if you can't feel it, even if you can't see it, it's who he is for you. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Amen.